0: Good morning. This is Send 7 World News in 7 Minutes. I'm Namita Raghunath, and today is Tuesday, the 24th of November, 2020. Starting in the Americas today, in the United States, more than 100 ex Republican national security officials demanded yesterday. That party leaders do not support President Donald Trump's refusal to accept his election loss. In a written statement, the group said that President Trump's continued efforts to deny the election results is undemocratic. They are asking Republican leaders, especially those in Congress, to publicly demand that President Trump accepts the results. In Guatemala, the Speaker of Congress said yesterday the controversial budget that has caused protests where the Congress building was set on fire would not go ahead. Speaker Alan Rodriguez said Congress would not send the budget to the President to sign and it would therefore not come into force. He made the announcement after protests on Sunday. Protesters were angry the budget prioritized big building projects over health. Africa. In Burkina Faso, vote counting has begun after polls closed in the presidential elections, where threats of violence stopped parts of the country from voting. Electoral officials said yesterday that President Roque Kabore, who is looking to win another five years against 12 other candidates, was leading. Election workers began the counting yesterday after polls closed on Sunday. Votes were held up for people to see and written on a board next to the candidate's name. Early results are expected within the next two days. In the Democratic Republic of Congo, yesterday a military court sentenced a rebel leader to life in prison for mass rape and crimes against humanity. Ntabo Sheka was jailed at the end of a two-year trial that included 178 victims. Sheka surrendered in July 2017 after being on the run for almost six years. He was one of the leaders of the militia group known as Nduma Defense of Congo. In the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced yesterday the details of COVID measures after the national lockdown ends on December 3rd. And while the previous local tiers did cut the number, and cut the R number, they were not quite enough to reduce it below one. So the scientific advice, I'm afraid, is that uh, as we come out, our tiers need to be made tougher. In particular, in tier one, people should work from home wherever possible. In tier two, alcohol may only be served in hospitality settings as part of a substantial meal. In tier three, indoor entertainment, hotels, and other accommodation will have to close, along with all forms of hospitality, except for delivery and takeaways. And I'm very sorry, obviously, for the unavoidable hardship that this will cause for business owners who've already endured so much disruption this year. Also in the UK, the Supreme Court is deciding whether a woman, who ran away from her home as a child to join the ISIS group in Syria, can return to England. Shamima Begum, who was 15 at the time, had her UK citizenship taken away for national security reasons. The British government is now fighting to keep Begum from returning. The Court of Appeal said in July that the only way Begum can have a fair appeal is to be allowed to come into the United Kingdom. But the British government told the Supreme Court that she is still considered a real threat to national security. In Croatia, a survey has found that nearly 60% of Croatians do not plan on taking a coronavirus vaccine once it becomes available. According to the poll, the 43% of people who said they would take the vaccine said it was their responsibility and that it could help drop the high rates in COVID-19 cases. In Australia, airline company Qantas said that international travellers will in the future need to prove that they have been vaccinated against COVID-19 before boarding their flights. Alan Joyce, who is the CEO of Qantas, said yesterday that the move would be a necessity when vaccines are available. We are looking at changing our terms and conditions to say for international travellers that we will ask people to have a vaccination before they can get on the aircraft. Uh, Whether you need that domestically, Uh, we'll have to see what happens with COVID-19 in the market, but certainly for international visitors coming out and people leaving the country, we think that's a necessity. In Hong Kong, democracy activist Joshua Wong and two fellow campaigners are facing prison sentences after pleading guilty to unlawful assembly during last year's mass protests. In Hong Kong, unlawful assembly is when three or more people disrupt peace through acts like protesting. In eastern Serbia, seven people have died after drinking hand sanitizer. A five-litre container of the hand sanitizer was found at the scene. Reports say its methanol content had not been clearly labelled on the container. Methanol is a non-drinking type of alcohol found in hand sanitizer. Every year in Russia there are deaths among heavy drinkers who struggle to afford vodka and drink dangerous liquids instead. The worst case in recent years was where 62 people died in 2016 after drinking bath lotion which contained methanol. And finally, in Singapore, activist Jolowen Wam appeared in court yesterday morning, accused of illegal assembly, after standing alone outside a police station, holding a sign with a hand-drawn smiley face. Singapore has strict laws on public assembly and freedom of speech and expression. If found guilty, Wam faces a maximum fine of $4,000 for standing in front of the station with his smiley face sign. And that's your world news in seven minutes. You can read the transcript of today's episode or listen to past episodes at send7.org. Thank you for listening to Send7. I'm Namitha Raghunath and tomorrow you will be with Stephen Devincenzi. Have a great day.